Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you for joining us. And we're a foursome this evening because we've got one missing, but that doesn't matter. Although I know you'll be a little bit upset about something we're going to be discussing this evening. But let's start off and say hello to Gareth. Good evening, Gareth. Good evening, Adam. How are you doing? Uh, besides what we're going to talk about later, good. Oh, well, yeah, we won't talk about that yet. And uh, yeah. we've also got Katie. Good evening, Katie. Hello, how are you? You're very, sounding very cheery. It's nice of you to be at home. Yeah, well, you know, what can I say? I prioritised the podcast this week. And I believe you decided you booked another Disney trip, haven't you? I have, yes. This week I have just booked to go to Disneyland Paris for New Year. So okay. I will be there on New Year's Eve. Which have you been for is New Year exciting. before? Have you, have you been for New Year before? No, not no. for New Year. I've okay. been um, during Christmas. It's cold. And I've been really, really close to Christmas. Okay. But not actually over New okay. Year. I've been, I've, been, I've been there for New Year a few years. So uh, it's it's different it's good and also susan hello susan hello 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 how are you <laughs> i'm fine thank you Excellent. hello how is everybody is everyone all right good yeah enjoying the sun yeah oh yeah definitely well, the sun's yeah, not weather, weather-wise happy news-wise yeah weather good news <laughs> news not so good um okay so I, i've surprised these guys this week and um they, we, I, when they were asking about what we're going to do for the show, what's the content for this week, I sent them a, a, a text that basically said, you all need your news items and you need a piece of paper and a pen. Um, and that is because um, we're going to do a quiz this evening. Oh, it's going back to school. School's finished now, Adam. No, we're going to do a quiz this evening. Uh, and we thought we'd do a quiz because... Um, because you enjoyed doing the music quiz that we did last time. So I thought what we do this week is we're going to get everybody doing this quiz. So all the listeners can join in as well. So if you're, you've got a piece of paper or a pen or something, or you want to get your notes out on your phone, you're in the car somewhere and someone wants to jot down the answers, anything like that, you can do that, okay? You've got a little bit of time to go and get a pen and a piece of paper, so we're not going to start it just yet. But then again, you listen to it on a podcast, so you could just pause it while I'm doing it. So that would make sense. Anyway. So, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a bit of uh, a quiz. I've got three rounds to do with you. Um, three completely different rounds. And we're going to do all the questions. And at the end of the show, I'm going to give you all the answers to the questions. You can see how you do. But in between each round, we're going to do a little bit of news. So, we'll kind of add news interspersed with a quiz today. Uh, and that's basically what the show is going to be about. So, it's a good one for you to take away on holiday with you. If you're going anywhere and enjoy in the car or whatever it is that you're going to be doing. So, let's start off then with some Disney Brit news and rumours. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. Okay then, it's Disney Brit News and Rumours, and we're going to have our first bit of uh, news. I think we're going to have to start off with Gareth, because it's the big piece of news that's just come out. Oh, can I just say before we start, happy National Coke Float Day to everybody. <laughs> Nobody oh, else and to you too. I've not oh, had a Coke Float for like, I don't know how many years, and just before the show tonight, I've had a Coke Float, because it's National Coke Float Day. There you oh, go. Well, I, I don't like them. <laughs> like, that's, you know... Exciting. Anyway, two things that are really good and ruins them. Oh, hang on. Have you been to Scarborough yet? Um, that's, that's a sore point of contention. Okay, moving on. To go, didn't. Okay. And it ended up ended up waiting uh, on the on the motorway to get into the Lake District instead. Okay. <laughs> right. So moving on to some more positive news, Gareth. Uh, what's your piece of news for this week? <laughs> 
Go on, what's that? Okay. What the, the news that absolutely everyone has been looking forward to. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to Tower of Terror at DCA at some point in 2017. Um, so at Comic-Con, it was announced that this was happening. And then pretty much straight after Disney Parks, Bob put up a video with Joe Rohde. Um, so I've announced some of the details about what the what the ride's going to be. Yeah. Um, it sounds like the ride system is staying in place, but the the story and the sort of the nature of it's moving away from sort of the the darker Twilight Zone sort of theming. And I'm done. I'm, I'm I'm torn on this. Like the fact that Joe Rody's been involved in the in the announcement sort of reassures me that it will be good. Yeah. And it won't be just some sort of cheap le- overlay. Um, but my my fear is that that. They'll go to uh, go to Walt Disney World next, and I, I I love that ride so much. I'll be devastated. Okay. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm not I'm not a massive fan of the repetition all over the parks, and I think that's one that's repeated in nearly all, if not all, of them. So, so at the present, then Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be an overlay of Tower of Terror in California, but there's no talk whatsoever it happening in Walt Disney World, Disneyland Paris, Tokyo, etc. Is that right? Okay. Yet. 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 Okay. So it could be that the case is they're going to try it here first and see what happens. Or do you think it's going to be... Because California Adventure seems to be the park that has the one-off attractions. You know, you've got your Monsters, Inc. ride in there. You've got the whole of Cars Land. Um, you've mm. got this now. You've got the Rapids there. We don't have anywhere else. So it's it's almost like they're, they're trying to create California Adventure into a unique park. Do you not think that's what they're going to do with regards to to this attraction as well? Well, all, all the all the other rides were complete one-offs, weren't they? They weren't they weren't replicated from anywhere else. Whereas no. this has been lifted from Orlando, and I just think if it works, then they, if they can get out of paying the money for the license for for um, Twilight Zone, I think they will do. So it begs the question then: Is this the reason why the bar was cancelled in Orlando? You've got to think that because the, the, there's no, I can't see how. The bar doesn't make sense financially for them. Okay, fair enough. All right then. Mm. So, Katie, your opinion yes. on this? Um. Well, I'm a bit mixed on it because when I first heard it, obviously we've heard it rumoured for a little while now, so it wasn't a massive shock. And when I first mm. heard it, I was really disappointed and thought, you know, this is a terrible idea because I do love Tower of Terror. But actually, when I've thought about it a little bit more. I'm maybe not that upset about it. I watched the video um, with Joe Rody talking about it, and actually he did quite a job, good job of selling it. Mm. Um, the stuff that they were talking about doing did actually sound quite cool. Um, and obviously Tower of Terror in Tokyo has a completely different storyline yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people probably don't haven't seen Tower of, um, Twilight Zone, um, so they probably don't get some of the connections in that ride, which is part of what I like about it, actually. Um, but a lot more people are going to have seen Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm actually not that upset about this. I think it could be really good. Right, so at what point does Gareth hang up and walk away with this? Um, <laughs> I'm, Sorry, Gareth. I, the thing is, though, I kind of agree with Katie. Yeah. The reason I kind of agree with Katie is because, just like most of us, I've not watched The Twilight Zone. What I like about the attraction is the the theming and the feel of it, and I like the actual ride portion of it, the fact that you get dragged up and down. That's not going anywhere. The theming, I think, is still going to be quite dark and gloomy, because it's going to be the Collector's Museum, and it's going to be industrial, so it's still not going to be... They're not going to give it a happy, joyous vibe, I don't think. So hopefully that kind of theme of tension and kind of foreboding, I suppose, for want of a better word other than something that's in Haunted Mansion um, it's it's still going to be there and I kind of think that Disney are going to improve it and add more to it rather than take things away from it I love the idea of having the kind of 80s Guardian of the Galaxy style music in it as well the story looks like it fits it's not mm. like they've created something to fit within to attraction and gone that'll do it kind of I makes think sense they know me. that enough people love this attraction that they wouldn't do anything to really mess it up. No. So I kind of don't have a problem with it because the attraction will still be there. But I, I do get, you know, Twilight Zone Tower Terror is a 
you know, a kind of popular cult attraction, I suppose. But we then go into those realms of how many younger visitors will know Twilight Zone in five years' time when we don't know it really and we're the age we are now. Um, but does that matter, though? It doesn't matter. The Twilight Zone. No, it doesn't matter, but I think if you look at it, you know, we're not talking about us as Disney geeks, we're talking about the general public here. Would it attract more people to the attraction because it's Guardians of the Galaxy than it would because it's Tower of Terror? And I think it probably would. One of the things I thought was really cool from what Joe Rody was saying in the video was he was talking about how the random drop sequences will still be part of it, yeah. but also that the score will change. Yeah, the score will change, the so, scenarios will change. Yeah, it will be a completely different ride each time, so there's going to be more differences than just the drop sequence, mm. and I think that could be really cool. Susan, do you have an, an opinion on, on this? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of sort of on Katie's side, definitely. Like, I was nervous about it, but going into it, I'm quite excited looking at the concept art. Yeah. It kind of looks like it, the mechanics are still there, but they've ripped out everything else and just made it its own. They haven't, you know, they haven't tried to keep it the same. They've changed it completely. Yeah. That It's set in the sort of like a museum sort of... Because what's also selling about the ride is the walkthrough as well. So they've kept that sort of element that people still, like... Are immersed within the line as well enjoy. with having that museum and things yeah. to look for people to look out for and, and sort of like young adults and children that they'll be like oh that's from the movie you know things that they can look out for yeah. before they go on the ride which that also sells from Tower of Terror which is good I'm not devastated you know it, it will be sad to see Tower of Terror go but I'm not devastated by the news as some people have been what's really interesting is I um, I showed Gwen the video this morning she's only ever been on the one in Disneyland Paris she's only ever been on it once she loves the ride thinks it's great I showed her the video of this Guardians of the Galaxy overlay to, to kind of gauge her reaction as to whether or not she's like oh no it's Tower of Terrace is horrendous or whether it's like oh this will be all right and to be honest she wasn't that offended by it the only thing she said was I've not seen Guardians of the Galaxy which I, I now realize I've got to rectify um, for, most, for most neutrals this, this probably will be a good thing yeah I think it's just for us Disney fans. It's a really good film. Go. It's a great film. Mm. I think Brilliant the absolute film. worst thing about that video was the way that Joe Roddy's ear wobbles when he. Oh, oh yeah, there was also that. There was also that that oh, moment. Right, it's jingling. There was that moment where where she just turned to me and she went, "What is wrong with that man's ear?" I went. I think my response was. <laughs> I, I haven't even noticed it. I, mean, I think no, that I think was more disturbing. My response than was. Else. I love Joe Roddy. I think he's an absolute genius. Yes, that's my but response. No. My, my response was, "Oh, Joe Roddy is a genius. We forgive him for the earring." I think was my response to her. Um, so it's fine. It's all good. So there we go. So we're not that offended by it. Okay, so basically John's a bit upset by it. He's really annoyed he can't be here tonight, but he's currently in France at uh, a wedding. So he's not particularly uh, impressed by what's going on. Gareth, not impressed, and has is managed to successfully hold back the tears, which is good. Um, I don't mind it. Katie doesn't mind it. Susan doesn't mind it. Yeah. Speaking from like a young adult's point of view, oh, of in course, terms of like the, the only reason why I like, not so the only reason, but what attracts me to Tower Tower is the drop and the yeah, sort of yeah. spontaneity about it. Yeah. And if Guardians of the Galaxy is going to bring that, it's fine with me. And there you go then. So it's Torners. Where we go? I would prefer an original ride. Like, mm. I, I would prefer something different than an overlay. Okay. Hold but... off. Hold on to that thought. <laughs> because the next piece of news, which we'll do after the first round of the quiz, may just support that idea. Okay? But before that, it's time for this. Because it's time for a quiz. I love this music. We only ever do quizzes just so I can play that piece of music. That's all it is. Okay, so it is time for... Round one. 
It's time for round one. So what I've got then for you is a load of questions. Now we've got a mixture of, of different parks, different ideas. So this one is all about, right? Disney's MGM Studios. Oh God. So we're going back in time with this one. This is not even necessarily up to date uh, questions as in, I've gone for something that's old and um, there might be attractions in there that still exist. It might be questions about attractions that don't exist anymore. And I'm mean enough to have done it on purpose. So, okay, there are 10 questions, all right? So everyone can play this at home. Uh, you guys are gonna play it as well. So number one, are you ready for question number one? It is the following. What is the name of the three-dimensional figure that Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and his assistant Beaker invent at the really super tippy-top secret Muppet Labs in the film Muppet Vision 3D? I will take first name only because I'm not that mean. Can you repeat the question, please, yeah, Adam? The question is this. <laughs> oh. What is the name of the three-dimensional figure that Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and his assistant Beaker invent at the really super tippy-top secret Muppet Labs in the film Muppet Vision 3D? Okay. So I, I was thinking about this literally two days ago. And oh, and you can't think what it is. <gasps> it goes, I'm bouncing on people's heads. That's the one. No. I think I know what this one is. You oh, think you know it is? no. Okay. Right, so question number two. Comedian David Letterman and legendary voice actor Jim McDonald combine or combined to provide the pre-show for which attraction? Okay. So comedian David Letterman and legendary voice actor Jim McDonald combined to provide the pre-show for which attraction? Ooh. Okay, any ideas? That's number two. Okay. <laughs> Question three. Which prop from the 1964 film Mary Poppins was on display inside the Chinese theatre? Okay, so in uh, what prop from the 1964 film Mary Poppins was on display inside the Chinese theatre? So it's sort of the original one that was in there. He's saying was. So in the was. Original. No, was. So it was, uh, but it isn't any more. Oh, hey oh, someone's falling down a hill. Who's that? What's that all about? Okay, question number four is this. At the, Mag at the Disney MGM Studios theme park, a film showed Mickey Mouse wearing what type of character watch? Okay, so at the Disney MGM Studios theme park, a film used to show Mickey Mouse wearing a character watch with which character on it, or person or character on it. Oh, someone's fallen over again. Look, he's fallen over. Is someone scrolling into a table? Yeah, someone's scrolling. Ah, that's what it is. Is someone scrolling into a table? Thank you, table? There you go. Yeah, that's me. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's a I'm going back to school. She's going back to school. Okay, question number five. In what attraction can a Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck be found in hieroglyphic form? Okay. So in which attraction can a Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck be found in hieroglyphic form? That's question number five. Okay. There we go. Question six. Which popular attraction combines live action, puppets and a fantastic collection of special effects. Bearing in mind, this is MGM Studios. Okay. Can you repeat the question? Yeah. Which popular attraction combines live action, puppets, and a fantastic collection of special effects? So it's an MGM attraction, MGM Studios attraction. Mm, which one is that? <laughs> okay. Uh, question seven. Whose private plane bearing the marks N234MM could be seen while riding the backstage studio tour? So whose private plane bearing the marks N234MM 
could be seen while riding the backstage studio tour. Mm. Okay, how are we all doing? Does anybody think they've got them all right so far? Oh, I've mailed this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's people in cars. Right, going, I think I've, I've got a few. You've got a few, okay, that's fine. I've got, I've got, uh, I've got a few, there's definitely... I see got. some of them are tricky uh, like this one question eight what actor provides the narration for the nighttime spectacular sorcerer in the sky so which actor provided the narration for the nighttime spectacular show sorcerer in the sky hmm interesting he's a yeah he's a popular figure You'd know who he is. Possibly. Question nine. What is the name of the section at the Studios theme park that attempts to recreate the golden age of Hollywood during the 1930s and 40s? So what was that area known as? Or is known as? So what is the name of the section of the Studios theme park that attempts to recreate the golden age of Hollywood during the 1930s and 40s? Okay, and finally, question 10. What is the name of the thrill attraction that takes guests on a plunge of 13 stories and uses an abandoned hotel to tell the story? I didn't hear what you said. So I didn't hear that, sorry. Is, what is the name yes, of the I'm... thrill attraction that takes guests on a plunge of 13 stories and uses an abandoned hotel to tell the story? Okay. <laughs> there we go. How applicable. Right, so that is round one. We will leave round one there and we are going to head back into the news. Okay, so it's uh, it's my turn to do the news now. Now, Katie's already talked about wanting a new attraction and not an overlay of something already, which brings me on to my piece of news, uh, which if you get up really early, and if you got up really early on Monday this week, what you'll see, or what you would have seen, was uh, Disney Imagineering testing. They had a height test balloon over Epcot, actually over Future World, and uh, they were testing over Future World East, particularly in the area of the universe of energy. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, now, what Disney often do with these uh, height balloons is they test the height of a possible construction to see what it looks like on the sight lines of surrounding buildings. So, you know, if they've got, uh, for example, and it'd be interesting to see how they're uh, going to do this. Morocco, you look behind Morocco, you can actually see the back of Tower of Terror, and the back of Tower of Terror was coloured so that it fits in with what Morocco looks like. Uh, so they do think about these particular things. So they were testing these sight lines. Now, the current rumour is that a Guardians of the Galaxy-themed attraction is likely to be going in place of Ellen's Energy Adventure. Now, as they're currently using this balloon in order to test the height, it's because they would be considering removing the entire attraction and building a new attraction in its place. Now, they didn't do this for Frozen uh, because it just uses the existing building and ride system and that sort of stuff in Epcot. So the only kind of suggestion is that they're considering building something there and they want to know what it's going to look like in that particular area. So Katie, you wanted a new attraction and not an overlay. It could be that we're going to get a new Guardians of the Galaxy attraction in Epcot. How's that for you? I think that would be really good. I think it would be a really good use of that space because Ellen's energy adventure is a bit... Well, it's a lot out of date, isn't it? Oh, isn't it, it just? Um, so I think it would be a really, really good thing. I think Epcot could use something quite big and new. I know it's just got four... Yeah. Um, but that that still is just using the kind of ride technology from Maelstrom, really, yeah. uh, like the ride track and things. So I think something new would be absolutely great. And I think Guardians of the Galaxy would be a really nice fit there. I so, think it would be really good. Now, you say it'd be a really nice fit. I'm racking my brains as to how it's going to fit into Future World. Well, I think it would be a better fit at the studios, but the studios is getting so much new stuff. Yeah. But I think if you think where Ellen's Energy Adventure is, it is a bit tucked away. Mm. So I think they could theme it as like a, I don't know, secret headquarters or something quite okay. cool that's slightly like hidden. Okay, fair but enough. I think they could do it in quite a cool way. My question to everybody is then, is this Disney officially announcing that we're moving away from the education element for Epcot? 
think that's the official announcement, but I think they've been doing that unofficially for at least the last 10 years. Well, most of the stuff they've put in there has still been reasonably educational, hasn't it? So your mission space sort of teaches you about going into space. The land stuff, you could argue Soarin' doesn't really teach you a huge amount. Um, but the other stuff in there that does. The living season Nemo and Friends kind of still has that educational aspect to it. I'm just kind of intrigued as to whether or not this is the first time really in a massive scale that Disney would have stepped away from the educational content for Epcot. Well, they might not make it educational, but they might make it a bit more futuristic because obviously Walt's okay. always into that sort of yeah. in the next now. Yeah, okay. So he's kind of using the future element rather than the educational edgement, uh, ed, ed, mm. element. So taking away the edutainment of the park. I don't know what I think about this. This one for me would upset me more than an overlay of Tarot Tarot. No, you, do, you, do you still go on Ellen's Energy Adventure? Yeah, 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 you went. yeah. Still go on it. I would still I, go on it as well, to be fair. I don't have an issue with them getting rid of Ellen. That's fine. They can get rid of that attraction. But what I'm. It's kind of like losing a little bit of Epcot's identity by throwing something in there that isn't educational in that context unless they're going to create something that is i like about it is it would be probably more original though wouldn't it because ellen there's nothing really in there it's just a big massive space yeah so if they just cleared that out they could do something really brand new and really good rather than just using a track or whatever that's already there yeah that's fair enough it's a big Mm. old space there's loads of space to build something really new and different but i'm just worried slightly that it's not gonna fit in with that and Epcot is now really beginning to lose its identity and it's just becoming another theme park rather than a theme park with a difference mm. what land is it in again it's in future world so well that yeah, so does had, fit there that yeah, it's gone in the land <laughs> yeah because it's future but it doesn't necessarily fit with the the educational idea of mm. i don't know i i would mm. rather spend the money on on this sort of thing than just introducing more and more different ways for people to get drunk around world showcase okay yeah that's a fair point yeah i'll give you that one it depends on the story that they add to it because i think also going sorry going back to in a dizzy sort of the disneyland one i love that the story they're not not just thought of like a scene and then just plonked it in there they've actually made a story within that ride yeah so i believe it all depends on the story that they're trying to guide through the um fair enough the attraction and stuff so you know I'm, I'm like not see gonna, what they've chosen i'm not saying no don't do it because i don't know what they're going to do with it mm. at the moment in time but i just i'm just a bit wary of what might be coming but anyway that's by the by right uh that's our second piece of news which means it's now time for this round two it is time for round two okay so what we're going to be doing with round two is the following i have got here some character names Okay, and these character names are um, related to Walt Disney World attractions. Now, I'm going to tell you now, we're going to exclude parades, okay, because the parades change so often. I'm going to give you a character name, and you've got to tell me which attraction or attractions it appears in. This is attractions past and present. Just one, or you have to try and name them all? Well, it could be that they're only in one attraction. It could be that they're in multiple attractions. You will get a point for each attraction you name. Okay, so it could be that there's one, two, three, four, five points for each character. Um, But it's going to exclude parades. Okay, because if we get into the realms of parades, we end up with all sorts of... Because if we talk about past and present parades, it just ends up a mess. So excluding parades. So I've got ten characters... You've got to tell me where on where you will find them, which attraction. So some of them are really simple, some of them not so. So your first character I'm going to give you is Crush. So you've got to t- decide where in uh, Walt Disney World you would find Crush. Attractions only. Okay. And it's just in Walt Disney World. Just in Walt Disney World. No, we've not expanded out to Disneyland Paris, etc. Because I, I did consider that, but I thought, oh, now it starts to get really complicated. So just because we could have done that, we could have incru- included cruise lines, we could have included all of them. But I was like, no, no, we'll just do attractions in Walt Disney World. So Crush is your first one. Okay. So hopefully you've thought about that one. Next up, Buzz. 
Okay. Who's is that? Is that Susan writing on the table? Yeah, sorry. I, I can hear it's really loud. Try, I'm sorry. Like, Let me go. Like, on the, right. right I'm on, on the floor. Yeah. Right. Something else. There we go. So buzz. Okay. So, which attraction or attractions, former or past or whatever, would you find buzz? Does this include meet and greets? No. No. No, we're not including okay. meet and greets. Otherwise, again, it just gets the begins okay. in a world of complication. So just go for attractions. Don't go for meet. If we go meet and greets, we'll be here forever. Okay. So just just those. Okay. So next one, number three. Where would you or would you have found Mr. Johnson? Okay, Mr. Johnson. So there you go, so Mr. Johnson then. Right, number four. Where would you find Ellen Ripley? Ellen Ripley. Where would she be? Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Some of these are really hard, aren't they? I really mean it. I do apologise. Okay, number five then. Where would you find the Grand Councilwoman? It's gone deathly quiet. I'm hoping you've not all got up and walked off. So, it's just no, when I'm you said characters, I, I thought you were saying you meant people that you know someone might have heard of. Oh, okay. Sorry, I do apologise. <laughs> All right then. It, oh, okay, so Grand Council War was that one. We'll go to number six. Lumiere. Okay, is that a bit better? You need to give me a minute to write these down. Okay. Yeah. So Lumiere. So while you're writing those down, I'll go back over the other ones for anybody who's playing along at home and is listening. Uh, so the first one was Crush. The next one was Buzz. The third one was Mr. Johnson. The fourth one was Ellen Ripley. The fifth was the Grand Councilwoman. And the one I've just given out now is Lumiere. So there's six. Okay. How are we doing with those? <laughs> Deathly silence. All right. <laughs> all, all right. Oh, dear. Borderline. Borderline. Oh, man. This is not good. It's borderline. Okay, so that's those. I'm really feeling the pressure because I really yeah, want to do well. Like, I really <laughs> want to get them right. I love when the competitive nature comes out. And you as, but as, as you know, guys, I, I'm not competitive. So. Do I have to start playing this? <laughs> I have to go for that one. Okay, next up, the redhead. Is this number seven? Yeah, this is number seven. The redhead. In which attraction or attractions, past or present, would you find the redhead? Hmm. That one should be a fairly easy one. Okay, number eight. Which attraction or attractions, past or present, would you find Panchito Pistolas? Hmm. Cheeto Pistolas. Okay. Number nine, another easy one for you. Where would you find Master Gracie? And finally, number 10. Which attraction or attractions, past or present, would you find Benjamin Franklin? 
Benjamin Franklin. Okay. And at that point, everyone shouts at me because I've been really mean. Yeah, Adam. Sorry. Okay, right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. We're going to go back over here. Okay, then let's go to Katie. What have you got for our next piece of news? So, the next piece of news is about a bar, which is very exciting. A bar? So Hang on, is this actually right going to open? Right door, yeah. Right, okay. Go for it. No, so is this actually going to open, this bar? Yeah, We've it's in soft bars opening in past, right now. You know, oh, it's actually... Okay, wow, come then. So, it's actually there. So, this is on the boardwalk, mm -hmm. and it's next to the Flying Fish, which is also changing its name from the Flying Fish Cafe. Yeah. Um, so right next door to there, there is a new bar called the Abracadabra Bar. Yeah. Um, which looks so cool. It looks really, really cool. So it's in soft openings now. I'm not 100% sure when it actually fully opens, but mm. I'm guessing it's going to be in the next few weeks. Um, so the theme of this place is that it was a place where magicians would hang out before they went on stage. Yeah. And then weirdly one day they all disappeared. Um, and now it's reopened and you can go in there and there's all sorts of stuff on the walls about this mystery disappearance of these 17 magicians and it's a really cool cocktail bar um, and they have one called the Pepper's Ghost which I really want to try okay that sounds cool it does sound cool and the, the photographs that I've seen coming out of the soft opening it looks really nice it looks lovely in there um, I'm not. I don't think they do food, but they do do like a curried popcorn style bar snack, which sounds quite nice. Um, and the cocktails sound like quite kind of slightly more sophisticated cocktails. Hmm. And have we got like prices of of anything or? Um, yeah, I can pull up the prices. I was looking at them earlier. Uh, give me two seconds. Yeah, that's fine. It sounds it sounds different. It looks really different from anything that I've seen yeah. so far. Um, so, oh, there's no prices on the menu. Oh, well. That is not helpful. Oh, well, oh. You know what happens when there's no prices on the menu, don't you? It's all free. Yeah, no, it means if, you, <laughs> if you have to ask, it means you can't afford it. Um, that's my that's my theory. If there's no price on it, you can't afford it. Yeah, there's not. I can't see any prices on the menu. I can see what's in everything i can see the names of everything so all the cocktails have got quite cool names like i mentioned the pepper's ghost so that's obviously the name of the um the trick that they use that's in the haunted mansion yeah. to create the ballroom scene so i think that's quite cool. That's cool um and there's other ones called things like the parlor trick and elixir 13 which sounds lethal which is absinthe that sounds a bit um, um a bit wicked to me yeah it does that one's uh, it's just absinthe and water Ooh, oh, so that sounds a bit lethal. Okay. Um, but there's things like the congerita, which is a bit of a twist on a margarita. Yeah. Um, a coney negroni, which sounds quite cool. And um, so yeah, it sounds really good. They're, they're all kind of twists on classic cocktails, so things like margaritas, old fashions, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there's a few non-alcoholic options on there as well, so it looks really nice. Okay, that sounds good. Um, and remind us again, whereabouts is this located? It's right on the boardwalk next door to the Flying Fish. Okay, let's give that a go. Hmm. They sell lots of different beers and things as well. So they've got a couple of kind of ciders and that kind of thing and a little selection of beers. Okay. If cocktails are not your thing. No, that sounds, uh, sounds good to me. Okay, so anybody else interested in this one? Do you fancy this? Well, I love the name for a start. Yeah, <laughs> the name is cool. <laughs> Yeah, okay. it does sound pretty cool. Um, it does sound pretty cool. Not not sure it's somewhere you take a, a six-year-old and a three-year-old. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Where's your sense of, of spirit and adventure? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, they can't come in here. <laughs> Probably with the response you get. Okay, that's cool. So a new bar opening on the boardwalk. Uh, right, so we'll leave that one, and we're going to move to round three. Round three. Okay, so we're going to go on to round three then, and this time oh. we are going to Disneyland Paris. 
Okay. Oh so I've got 10 questions about Disneyland Paris. They are uh, past and present, again, just like all the other ones have been. Uh, some of them really easy, some of them not so easy. Let's see how we do then. So we'll start off with question one. On which day did Disneyland Paris officially change its name from Euro Disneyland? Well, that's me. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. But I know for a fact there will be some people listening to this show who will know the answer. Can, can we just can give like a year? Or? Uh, no, well, you can give me the year, but I want the date. I can tell you now, I promise you, there are people who know the answer to this. And they'll be sat there going, they don't you not know the answer? Yeah, they should be on this podcast. <laughs> to be fair, I think I know the answer. You think you know the answer? Brilliant. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's I think good. I might. This is fine. I, this I, is, I know the answer to this one. That's good. Um, and that's not because I've got the question in front of me. I did genuinely know the answer. Right, question two then. What are the names of the two arcades behind the shops along Main Street, USA? Okay. Is that better? You happy with that one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, Something post-2014 is fine. Okay, that's fine. Oh, in that case. Right. Um, that's, that's question two. Question three, then. What type of creature lives in the basement of Sleeping Beauty's castle, known as the Chateau de la Belle de Bois Dormant? My best French accent. Coming out again. So what type of creature lives down there? Alright. Um, question four. Which aerial attraction has never been included in Disneyland Paris, even though the attraction was included in each of the other Magic Kingdoms? Okay. I had to think about this for a while, and then it, it dawned on me which one it was. It's not necessarily one you'd expect. Okay. Question number five. What is the name of the legendary Old West town featured in Frontierland? Okay, so what is the name of the legendary Old West town featured in Frontierland? Right, that's number five. Number six. What is the name of the tropical island located in Adventureland with secret caverns, tunnels, waterfalls, and a suspension bridge? What's that called? The French one of the English translation. Uh, I, th I believe it's called the same. Okay. I don't believe it's got. I, I don't know anyway. So yeah, I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> just, just asking. I don't believe it has got a French name. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure you can translate it into something French, but no, I'll go for English. That's fine. Okay, question seven. From which restaurant can guests view part of Pirates of the Caribbean? Okay, so from which restaurant can guests view part of Pirates of the Caribbean? Okay. Number eight. Disneyland Paris has the popular attraction Space Mountain, but during its development, what was Space Mountain originally going to be called? Ooh. So. so I, I listened to a podcast with the guy that, that designed it and worked on it, and yeah. I really what it was. Mm, what was it called? It's actually quite logical if you think about it. It's, it's quite logical. I, I'll be honest, I read it and went, I'm not sure. But it's when you actually know the answer, it's quite a logical answer. Okay, question 20. Which popular Adventureland attraction is featured in other Magic Kingdoms but not Disneyland Paris? Sorry, so which that. popular Adventureland attraction is featured in other Magic Kingdoms, but not Disneyland Paris? Again, I knew the answer, but I didn't know why. I do now. Okay. And question 10. Which country was second in the bidding war for Euro Disney? 
So France obviously won it, but who was second in the bidding war? Which country? There we go. There are your 10 Disneyland Paris questions. Does anybody need me to repeat any? Or are we okay um, with those? No. No. Okay, there we go. So there's those 10. Everyone's really pleased that I've just dragged those out. Oh, I'm still yeah. getting over round two. You're still getting over round two? Round two wasn't that hard, was it? Okay, it's to Susan. Right then, Susan, what's your piece of news? What's going on? Um, it's been uh, sort of out for about, I think, about three weeks now, but um, it's changes to the Disney dining plan. Um, okay. that, uh, that's happening in 2017, so uh, not this year, next year. Um, and it's changes to the quick service meal. So normally in the quick service, you get your dessert, which they're scrapping that now, and they're adding a, a snack credit. So yep. say you got your uh, the quick service um, meal um, dining plan. You have uh, one entree, um, which then includes a dessert and a snack credit. Where now you just get one quick service meal and then two snack credits, and that's with every other sort of uh, Disney dining plan um, that includes the quick service meal. Yep. Um, so uh, I think yeah. So instead of having your dessert, it's a snack credit instead. Right. Okay. I mean, I've never had the Disney dining plan, um, but I can kind of make sense to that because, I mean, some people rather have an extra snack credit than the dessert. Some people usually just pile on their dessert. Mm -hmm. So I guess it makes sense. I would think so. Yeah, certainly does. I mean, sense. has anyone else had the Disney dining plan before? Yes, I have, we always yeah. get yeah. it. Yeah, we always, we, well, we don't always get it. We have got it in the past. So what are your thoughts on this then, uh, Katie and Adam? I'm super happy about it. I think it's a really good idea. I think quite often, especially when you get a dessert with your counter-service meals, you quite often take it when you really don't want it. And it's always yep. those carrot cakes or those <laughs> chocolate cakes, like which are nice. They are nice. But when you're there for two weeks and you're getting one like every day, I agree. Um, I'd, I'd much rather use it for an extra drink or an extra yep. ice cream yep. or popcorn or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Much rather. 100%. Yeah. You, when you're on, like, so the deluxe dining plan, you've got like three counter serve, three table service meals a day if you want them. You're looking at three three course meals, and you just cannot fit them in. We tried, I promise you, we tried, but you cannot do it. And and it does mean you kind of yeah, you're having the dessert for the dessert's sake because you kind of like I've paid for this, I'm gonna have it. Um, and the truth is, yeah, it would be great to have an extra snack credit just to get an extra drink here or something here or try something here. It makes so much more sense to do it that It'll way. It'll be especially good at food and wine as well when you yeah. can use the snack credits for the food and wine yeah, stuff. Definitely. So I think yeah. it makes a massive yeah. difference. I think it's yeah, yeah especially when just, like you don't fancy it. Sorry, Karen, go. Yeah. So when we went last year, we just had the quick service meal yeah, yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're having sort of two of those every single day, and, and it's, it's just, just you don't you don't fancy it to be honest. No. Yeah, a lot of the time right, we yeah. go to we go to Casey's and the snack they give you is those uh, cracker jacks. Yeah. So you could, they're in a bag and they keep fresh, and the kids will just eat them later in the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean. Other than that, you're really struggling for anything that you could sort of keep. So it makes much more sense to do it that way. Yeah, because you, you want to have something like, oh, I don't fancy it later. I'll walk about a bit, and then I might fancy something like sweet later. Yeah. And then that would be good for your snack credits to come in handy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're hanging around waiting for a parade or show or something, and you want to just grab something, you've got an extra snack credit or whatever. Yeah, exactly, makes yeah. Makes more sense, definitely. And, not that I advocate this, you can use your snack credits on other people. Um, so <laughs> we've in the past been and had loads of snack credits left over and have, like when we've met Craig and things in the park things like that and kind of, we've bought something and said kids do you want an ice cream you just use your snack credits for it but I don't advocate doing that because that's not right we did that for a family that we didn't know with counter service credits once and it was amazing yeah because there was this lady we were about to leave we were literally about to get our magical express back to the airport and this lady thought she had credits left and she didn't and um, uh, so she just paid for a dinner and we were like we've got credits left can yeah. we 
like pay for a dinner and the cast member was absolutely great gave the lady a full refund and they used our remaining credits oh brilliant that's good to buy their lunch which was lovely that's oh, so we left feeling good about ourselves feeling good about yourself <laughs> you're nicer than us we just bought loads of goofy candy ah <laughs> <laughs> you see I had a load of credits left and I went round World Showcase and just tried food from lots of different countries just like a little snack of this and this and this just because I could I feel that that's definitely where it's going to have the beneficial when it comes to um, food and wine yeah Definitely. Definitely. Okay, that sounds good. Sorry, do you know if they're still keeping it where you could change um, a quick service credit for three snacks? Ooh, that's a really good question. I don't know. I read that they were, but not everywhere. So it was just in certain places. So Yeah, it changed changed that just before we went last year. I think it was the uh, the confectionery on Main Street. You could definitely do it. Okay, we might keep it. And I think the resort, resort shops, you could do them. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. That's a good question. We must find that out. Right. That's the last piece of news, which means it's time for the answers. I'm really nervous. You're nervous? (laughs) Yeah, I'm really nervous. Oh, no. Here we go, then. Right. So, uh, I gave you your first 10 questions for uh, MGM Studios, then. And the first 10 answers are as follows. Are you ready with your piece of paper? Oh, God. Okay, question number one, which was the name of the three-dimensional figure in Muppet Vision 3D. His name is Waldo. His actually name is Waldo. His full name is Waldo C. Graphic, but um, we'll just go for Waldo. That's fine. Question two was the uh, David Letterman and uh, Jim McDonald. They created a pre-show for which attraction? Does anybody know the answer? I think I know the answer. Go on, what's the answer? Is it the Monster Sound Show? It is the Monster Sound Show. Yay! Correct. Look how good is she? Okay, then. So, question three. The um, prop that you would find 1964 uh, that was on display in the Chinese theatre was... Anyone? The Carousel Uh, Horse. It was the Carousel Horse. Yes, indeed. Katie on fire. She's good at this, isn't it? I'll know any of them. Okay. This was probably my best I'll be impressed if you've got this one then. So question four was, um, at MGM Studios, there was a film that showed Mickey Mouse wearing what type of character watch or who was on the character watch. Does anybody know? I've I've had a guess at Kermit because I feel like I've seen a picture of that. Okay. I've no idea. I had a guess at Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Sorry, Mickey Mouse, but... It was actually Michael Eisner. (laughs) That's so cool. What was that in? It was in, I believe, one of the the kind of uh, show films they had. I think it was towards the end of sort of the art of animation or something along those lines. I can't remember which one it was. But Michael Eisner's in a film with Mickey Mouse and Mickey Mouse is wearing a watch with Michael Eisner's face on it. Well, I don't know what I think about that. There you go. Okay, question number five then uh, was... In what attra- attraction can uh, you see Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck in hieroglyphic form? Does anybody know? Yeah. The Great Movie Ride. Yeah. It's correct. Movie. It is The yeah. Great Movie Ride. Well done. Uh, okay, number six. What popular attraction combines live action, puppets, and a fantastic collection of special effects? Does anybody know the answer to this one? I guessed at this one. Go on, what you got? I, have, well. I guessed Backstage Tour, backstage the original tour. Backstage Tour, just because there's a lot to it. No, it's not. I said the Little Mermaid show. Gareth is correct. It's oh, the voice yeah, of the Little course. Mermaid. Well That's done. It, you could have kind of mistaked it maybe with Disney Junior Live on stage, but I would say special effects wise, there wasn't really many there. Um, question seven was whose private plane bearing the marks N234MM can only see uh, while riding the backstage studio tour who does it belong to no clue Walt well, no. Disney yeah yep Walt well, Disney indeed oh, see I thought it be a trick question I was going to write Walt well, Disney <laughs> <laughs> no right I'll be impressed if you've got this one what is the name oh, sorry uh, which actor provided the narration for the nighttime spectacular Sorcerer in the Sky was it Vincent Price Correct, it was Vincent Price. Wow. I'm, no, I'm mega impressed you knew that one. That's like proper mega impressive. Um, okay, what um, what is the name of the section in the studios that attempts to recreate the golden age of Hollywood during the 1930s and 40s? Anyone? Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. Sunset Boulevard Hollywood. is correct. Oh. Oh, it's Hollywood Boulevard somewhere else. Hollywood Boulevard's the main one. Uh, I almost put Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard's the main street that goes all the way down to the uh, to the Chinese theatre, and then you're right, which is where 
the, uh, the, the Hollywood uh, Amphitheater and obviously Twilight's entire terror, Rock and Roller Coaster oh, all the way down yeah. to Boulevard. And then finally, oh what is the name of the thrill, uh, thrill attraction that takes guests on a plunge of 13 stories in an abandoned hotel? It is the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. So there we go. They are your first set of questions. Okay, round two, I gave you a list of characters. You had to tell me which attractions you would find them in. So it's a point per attraction you get correct. So the first one was Crush. So who can tell me Crush? Uh, Finding Nemo the Musical. Yeah. yeah. Turtle Talk with Crush. Yeah. Yep. And the Seas with Nemo and Friends? Yes. Yeah. Correct. There are indeed three of them. Yes. So, depending on how many of those you got, depends on how many points you got, but there's a maximum of three. Okay. Right. Next one was Buzz. So, how many did you find for Buzz? I got. Go on. I got two. Go on, you got two. What you got? I got two. I've got Space Ranger Spin and Midway Mania. Is mm, correct. Same here. same here. Now, I've been a bit mean. Oh. Because I didn't say Buzz Lightyear, I just said Buzz. So you've got oh, Toy Ryan. Story Midway Mania, you've got Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, but you could have also had Cranium Command <laughs> in, the oh, that, in the old Wonders of Life mean. Pavilion. So you could have had a maximum of three, but everyone got the other two, so that's fine. Okay, next up, Mr. Johnson. Where would you find Mr. Johnson? I think I know this, but I might be wrong. Right, go on then. So, Katie, start us off. Was it Mission to Mars? Mission to Mars is one. Correct. Any ideas? Where else? You've also got Flight to the Moon, which came before Mission to Mars. And actually, the Mr. Johnson was originally in Flight to the Moon and was mentioned in Mission to Mars. You also going to be really mean. You also get some audio in the TTA that says there's a phone call for Mr. Johnson. So you could have had three. Okay. Uh, what about the next Nil one? Point. Anyway, nil point. Okay, next one. Ellen Ripley. Great movie ride. Great movie ride. Yeah, great movie ride. ride. <laughs> yeah, it's the character from Alien. Well done. There you go. We'll get that one. Uh, Grand Councilwoman. Stitch's Great Escape. I'm not sure whether I should be impressed that you know that uh, or not. That is correct. Because apparently <laughs> nobody rides that, do they? Uh, I've been told. Um, okay. Next one was Lumiere. Mm. Mm. Now, where do you so, find Lumiere? I think I've got three. Go on, then. I've got three. Right, go on, Gareth. What you got? So he's, in, he's in the Beauty and the Beast stage show. Yep. He's in Enchanted Tales with Belle. Yep. And he's in Mickey's Fill Our Magic. Correct. They are the three that you will find Lumiere in. Well done. Okay. Um, the redhead, Susan. Where would we find the redhead? Oh, uh, is this now? Is this brave? Is this brave? She brave? No, that's no, Merida. So, where would you oh. find the redhead? Any ideas, Gareth? I've guessed at Monsters Inc. But I've really no. not Monsters Inc. I know. No I know. I know. Go I know, on, I know. Katie. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. Oh. Who wants the redhead? Um, so the redhead is one of the characters in Pirates of the Caribbean. She is in the auctioneers scene where they're selling off <laughs> ladies. We want the redhead is what you can hear. Uh, okay. Alan just bought a t-shirt with that on. Is he really? Cool. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. Where would you find Panchito Pistolas? Grand Fiesta Tour. Correct. Grand Fiesta Tour. He is one of the three Cableros. Um, where would you find Susan? Say Mexican Pavilion. Does that count? Yeah, go on. I'll let you have a point for Mexican Pavilion. Yeah. Um, where would you find Master Gracie, Susan? Um, Haunted Mansion. Correct. Okay. And the last one. Where would you find Benjamin Franklin? Um, Anyone? Hall of Presidents. Hall of Presidents is correct. Anywhere else? I also put American Adventure. Correct. Ah. Uh, he is one of the two narrators, one of the two storytellers in the American Adventure Pavilion. And although Benjamin Franklin was only ever made to vice president, he is actually played in the video at the beginning and his voice is used. 
so he does appear in both of them. So in that round, there is a maximum of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 19 points available to you in that particular round. Okay, well done. That's some pretty good ones there. Uh, okay, let's head over to our Disneyland Paris one then. So... Let's see if Katie did know this one, which was, on which day did Disneyland Paris officially change its name from Euro Disney? Katie. I think it was. I think, this might be wrong. I think it was the 1st of October, 1994. Correct, it is the 1st of October, oh, 1994. Oh, the 10th well Let's finish the song there. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'm going to hold it off. Uh, okay, question two was, what are the names of the two arcades behind the shops along Main Street, USA? Right, Gareth, you reckon you knew this one, so what are they? I think it's Discovery and Liberty. It is indeed Discovery and Liberty. Discovery Arcade these, these and Liberty. It's a point each, or? It's a point for each one, yeah. He's so scratching around for points. No, that's, no you can have a point <laughs> each. Um, so, Discovery Arcade is dedicated to the imaginative spirit of people who turn dreams into reality, and the Liberty Arcade pays tribute to the Statue of Liberty located in New York Harbour. Okay. Um, so, what type of creature lives in the basement of Sleeping Beauty's castle? Susan. Is it uh, the dragon? It is the dragon, yes. There you go. Congratulations. It is indeed the dragon. Um... Alright then, see if anybody gets this one. Which aerial attraction has never been included in Disneyland Paris, even though the attraction was included in each of the original three Magic Kingdoms? Any ideas? Um, I've, I've gone the People Mover. People I think it's mover. in two, but I don't know if it's in a third one. Okay. Katie? I said the cable cars. Oh, see, that's not back on. The Skyway, oh, yes. No. The Skyway is correct. I'll give you cable cars. Uh, that's what we call them in England, so that's fine. Um, I couldn't remember what it was called. I knew it was Skyway, but Skyway. I couldn't remember that. What is the name called. of the legendary Old West Town featured in Frontierland? Thunder Mesa. Thunder Mesa is correct. Um, okay, what is the name of the tropical island located in Adventureland? The secret caverns, tunnels, waterfalls, and there's a suspension bridge. What is the name of that place? Gareth. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I thought you might know. Katie. It's Adventure Isle. Susan? What, isn't that the Robinson's Treehouse? That's part of it, but it is Adventure Isle. Katie is correct. Can I get half a point? For, for Robinson's Treehouse? <laughs> <laughs> for the wrong answer. <laughs> yes, oh. you can have half a point for the wrong answer. Hang on. Uh, oh, hang on. No. Right, so which uh, restaurant can guests view part of the Pirates of the Caribbean? Um, anybody, Blue, anybody? Blue Lagoon. The Blue Lagoon is correct. Um, so, Disneyland Paris has the popular attraction Space Mountain. During its development, what was Space Mountain originally going to be called? Any ideas? I think really, I know this one. Really, really logical if you think about it. Go on, what is it? I think it's Space Mountain de la Terre de la Lune. No, it is oh. Discovery Mountain. Oh, uh, yeah, I did know that. There's kind of a lot. It's quite logical, actually, that that would be what it would be called. But there we go. Um, which popular attraction, ad uh, Adventureland attraction is featured in each of the three Magic Kingdoms, but not Disneyland Paris? Anyone? Jungle My Cruise. favourite one. The Splash Mountain. Yeah. No, Splash. Jungle Cruise. Gareth oh. is correct. Um, oh. Apparently, when they built the park, a lot of European theme parks had already copied the concept, so they decided it would be too familiar and they wouldn't include it. There you go. And finally, question 10. Which country was second in the bidding war for Euro Disney? Anyone? Germany. I think, I think Spain. We had Spain, we have Germany. Spain. Spain is correct. Uh. So it was Spain that was second in the bidding war. Uh, right, there is all of the questions then. It's out of a maximum of 39. <laughs> so, so, oh dear. So, uh, before, before we say yeah, what do you think a respectable score is? I don't know, but I'm going to give you 20 seconds. Go. <laughs> Okay, that'll do. So, um, the question is, how do you think you did? Okay. 
Now, I don't know whether there's a respectable score, because I'll be honest, some of those were really difficult, and I did it on purpose, I mean. So, let's see what we've got. Susan. Oh, well, mine did take long to count up. <laughs> did you not need 20 um, seconds? Uh, what was it out of again, 39. Adam? Oh, man. Oh, mine's 21. Oh, do you know what? That's not bad. That's over half. I was expecting oh. when you when you kind of went, oh, this is horrendous. I was expecting yours to be like, like you to go four or something like that. Twenty one's not bad. That's pretty good going. Okay, uh, Gareth, what have you got? I've got twenty four. Twenty four. Okay, pretty good going. And Katie, I got thirty three. Wow. <laughs> So Katie got Thanks. 33. That was pretty impressive. So Katie wins on 33. The question is, if you've been playing along at home, do you beat Katie's 33? That's what we want to know. If you do, send us an email, radio at disneybrit.com, and we will, uh, we will say congratulations to you if you are the overall winner on the next show. All right, so there we go. There is this week's quiz. Oh, wasn't that fun? It was. Uh, what was that, actually? See, it wasn't that bad. You're all panicking. Like, uh-oh, what's he throwing at us? And it wasn't that bad it, at it, all. It got better, didn't it, after... Uh, after the after first MGM round. Studios. After the MGM yeah. Studios. Which, well, no, well, I, I could argue Katie did better in that one than she did in the others. She was she was on fire. Well, she did pretty well all the way through by the looks of it. But there you go. So 33 out of 39 for Katie. Can you beat her score? If you can, just say radio at disneybrit.com. And uh, we'll say a big well done to you on the next show. Uh, now, we have to make a quick apology before we go, because it seems like the last show that should have gone out never actually went anywhere. So I set it to go, went away on holiday, and then it never appeared. And we're not quite sure why it never appeared. So you're going to get a double header this week. You're going to get a bite-sized show, which you did, which is all news and rumours. So some of them might be a little bit out of date now, so I apologise for that. But we're going to put that out, and we're going to put this week's show out as well. So they're both going to go up. So you'll get two shows for the price of one this week which will be lovely for you. Um, and also to let you know, the next show will be slightly late because uh, I'm due to go away on holiday and I'm away for two weeks. So I'm not going to be back until the middle of the, the uh, two weeks back. So we'll get that out as, as quickly as we can for you as well. But you've got two shows to keep you going until we return. But uh, well done to Katie. I'm impressed. I've just dropped my pencil out of sheer impressiveness. Uh, so here uh, it is the end of the show, which means it's time for this. Oh. So anyway, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Thank you, Gareth. Thank you, Adam. And thank you, Susan. Thanks for having me. Of course, you can follow us over on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Disney Podcast. And you can also follow us on Twitter, which is at Disney We've had all sorts of stuff going up fairly recently. A lot of interactive uh, stuff, which people have been commenting and questioning on, all that sort of stuff. If you do have any comments, questions, suggestions, and quiz results, then do send them to radio at DisneyBrit.com. And... Uh, it is not long now until the Disneyland Paris Half Marathon. We are literally a month and a half away. I am absolutely bricking it, I promise you. It's just not funny. Um, but uh, you can, of course, continue to sponsor us. It's justgiving.com forward slash Disney Brit Running Team. And we will be out there in just over a month and a bit's time in order to uh, take part in that particular thing, which is going to be brilliant, but also terrifying at the same time. Um, and uh, you can, of course, go to disneybrit.com. You can find all of the past episodes on there as well uh that's about it from us i think is there anything else that we've missed don't think so in that case then we will see you in two weeks about time until then see ya Swell!